0: Red Balloon delivers the courage in its courageous economy, today on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello fellow Americans, this is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. All that is required for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. If you want to make a difference, you cannot sit on the sidelines. That's why you need to be a Kingdom Patriot. Join us today and help us fight for faith and freedom. If you give up just two cups of Starbucks per month, you can make a difference. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I'm a Kingdom Patriot. Welcome to this week's News and Review. In just plain crazy news, the climate clock, which is an online algorithmic tool used to calculate how much time humanity has left in order to reduce global warming, well, it just ticked under seven years. That's all we have left, folks. Spend everything you have on climate change, run up the credit cards. Live your lives to the fullest with no principles or bears, because it all ends in seven years. Or, if you believe that this is hogwash, continue to live according to biblical principles, fighting for freedom, preaching the gospel, and leading others to Christ. In organic food news, Kamala Harris is added again with a new word salad using the word community. Let's read the transcript of what she said. Quote-unquote, We invested an additional $12 billion into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity of the community. As I said before, this lady is but a heartbeat from the throne. In radical diversity, equity, and inclusion news, the Air Force Academy diversity training now tells cadets to use words that include all genders and that they need to drop mom and dad. What's crazy about this is that I would think the military strategy in training cadets would be very simple and very direct, and that's this. Just win. That's what you do. You win with overwhelming superiority. I'm pretty sure the Chinese are not going to run for cover when we start dropping DEI policy pamphlets from a C-130 cargo plane over Wuhan. I think Reagan once said, no country has ever lost a war because their military is too strong. Folks, our military just took a step back in weakness this week. I also heard a new term this week in the crazy DEI world. It's called transracial. British Oily London, a singer that I've never heard of, spent $150,000 on plastic surgery, presumably through nine procedures. And his quote is a saying on Twitter, it feels so good to finally come out as a Korean non-binary person after being trapped in the wrong body and wrong culture my whole life. He now identifies as Korean. Well, he's received quite a bit of backlash from those that are saying just because you've changed on the outside doesn't mean it changes who you actually are. And honestly, this is almost hilarious if it wasn't so sad, because much of the outrage is actually coming from the left, the same left that says a man can dress as a woman and you can chop off body parts, and that biology is fluid and you are whatever you want to be. Orly responds to his critics with this. I am Korean whether people accept it or not. This is how I identify. This is what makes me happy, that he writes. This is who I am. It is my DNA. Folks, lawlessness abounds, and no wonder that we have chaos when there's no central set of beliefs or authorities in our lives. And in the, hey, we knew this all along, news segment, Fauci admits that he knew his draconian lockdowns would have collateral, negative consequences on school children, And in fact, if you watched the whole clip, he said that they weighed that against a lot of different things and basically made the decision this was the right thing. I'm like, really? I, I think we knew this all along. We knew you weren't stupid, Fauci. But more than a year ago, I read a great article that came from the premise at Hillsdale, and it talked about the danger of public policy being made through only one lens. For example, the mantra became we must eliminate COVID 19 cases at all costs. But that lens is only through the Fauci lens. What about the mental health lens? What about the economic lens? What about the community lens or the faith lens or the constitutional freedom lens? That's the problem. None of these other things were even considered. And by the way, the blue states are the ones who most passionately bought in to the Fauci ouchie. In more failed talking point moments for White House press secretaries, Karine Jean-Pierre and Peter Doocy got into an exchange when Peter Doocy asked if President Biden favored any limits on abortion. The session gravitated to Lindsey Graham's proposed bill that would limit, nationally, abortion after week 15, but it's still allowed in the case of rape or incest. Uh, well, wait a second, isn't this what the Democrats have always touted as their exceptions that they had to have? Didn't Graham just give them what they wanted, these very rare circumstances? And yet he's being blasted. Well, of course he is, because the Democrats will just move the goalposts. But I digress. Jean-Pierre never answered Deucey's question despite repeatedly claiming that she did. She just went on a diatribe about Republican stances on marriage, gay rights, and abortions. Folks, here's the hard truth. Biden says he's a devout Catholic, but to do so, he can't possibly support abortion as this position is so central to their faith. And Pelosi falls in the same category. I'm guessing we can create a new word and call it transreligious. Apparently, they think they can support murder in the womb and support many other anti-biblical positions but just claim that they quote-unquote identify as a Catholic. At least that would be more intellectually honest. And lastly, there's a disturbing story emerging regarding Yeshiva University. Albert Moeller has some really good commentary on this. Yeshiva University is a Jewish education and religious institution, and they denied an LGBTQ group from assembling on campus. And of course, this group sued, and the New York courts ruled against Yeshiva. Yeshiva appealed to the Supreme Court for a stay on the rule until it made its way through the courts, and astonishingly, Justice Sotomayor actually wanted to accept the case, but in a very disappointing 5-4 count, SCOTUS declined to hear the case on procedural grounds, saying that Yeshiva University had not exhausted its remedies through the court. Sam Alito blasted this decision, seeing how religious freedom is absolutely fundamental to our constitutional way of government. So Yeshiva University has responded by eliminating all groups on meeting on campus for the time being while it sorts this out. I share this because these type of assaults are only going to increase. We are not far away from churches being required to hire LGBTQ or atheistic secretaries and workers in the name of DEI. Our government has placed the cultish religion of gender identity above actual and legitimate faith in Jesus Christ, folks. For this week's news and review. That's a wrap. Well, fellow patriots and Americans, today we have a very special guest with us, Andrew Krapuschets with Red Balloon. Welcome, Andrew.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on the show.
0: I'm so excited to have you. There's so many directions that we could go with this interview, but I know that our listeners are asking, what in the world is Red Balloon? So can I just ask you just to give a brief introduction about what you're doing and what Red Balloon is all about?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for, again, having me. So I have been a tech executive for the last really 20 years. I've helped build a number of businesses. I've sold some businesses, and I've really enjoyed building a culture of um, at companies where we win, where it's joyful, where it's honoring to God, and we make a lot of money for our shareholders. So this is what I've been doing for the last 20 years. But as I sold these businesses, I lost some of my ownership And I lost more of my ownership every time I sold the business. And so my board, about a year and a half ago, decided that I was a little too conservative and Christian for their liking. And so I found myself delightfully unemployed and thought, wow, that's what cancel culture looks like. I just got to see it from the front row seat because I was the CEO of a company that was growing, making a ton of profit, and really there was no reason to fire me. I was not fired for performance. I was fired for perception. And so I thought, well, if that happened, I bet it probably is happening to other people around the country or is going to happen. And so that's why I started Red Balloon. Um, It's actually a job board. Well, it started as a job board. But wait, there's more. It started as a job board. And the reason we call it Red Balloon is because if you've ever been on a hot air balloon, it's a little bit terrifying and a lot bit fun, kind of like looking for a new job. And Red, well, obviously, people are looking for freedom. They're looking for freedom in red states or red regions of blue states or in red companies, which is... Um, an interesting dynamic that's happening in America today, where you have more and more patriot companies who are willing to stand up for the freedom of their employees and their future employees. And so that's where Red Balloon comes in. And it's redballoon.work, because .com sound a little much too much like communist to me. And we don't like communists. We want people to work. And so redballoon.work was founded a little over a year ago. And it really was, the focus was, how do we have a little local job board here in Moscow, Idaho? Because I'm also in the middle of a housing development. I'm restoring some historic buildings. I'm on the board of my kids' school and ACCS. Um, I'm an elder at a church. So I had enough other things to say grace over. So Red Balloon was really just gonna be a hobby job to help provide a job connection and a job board here in Moscow, Idaho. Well, literally three weeks after we started the board, we had my best sales rep, whose name is Joe Biden, um, uh, decided that a vaccine mandate was a really good idea. And so all of a sudden, we were front and center because this is a job board with a thesis around freedom. And part of freedom is letting employees talk to their doctor, not their HR department about what they put in their body. And I know that doesn't sound pretty novel, although in America today, unfortunately, it is. So we basically had all of our employers who wanted to be on Red Balloon, they had to sign a pledge that the Constitution still mattered and applied to everybody, that they were going to respect the freedom of their current and future employees So that those employees could decide whether they wanted to get a vaccine or not, and not bring wokeness to the workplace, right? So those are kind of the three pledges that they needed to agree to. So when you do that, though, all of a sudden, we were very much going counterculture when Biden comes out with this vaccine mandate. Um, And of course, I didn't care, because these are the things that are the right thing to do regardless. So all of a sudden, Fox and Friends and lots of other media outlets um, wanted to talk to me because... We were doing something that was pushing back against what the administration was pushing for. So redballoon.work went from a little hobby job to where we are today with over 2,000 employers who have signed the pledge and said they're not going to require vaccines, but more importantly, they're not going to bring wokeness to the workplace, and they're going to have a joyful work environment, the kind of work environment that builds people up and doesn't tear them down. And we've had over a million job searches by people who are just looking for freedom, And it is amazing when I hear these stories from people, I get thank you notes from perfect strangers all the time who have gotten a job on Red Balloon. And they'll say things like, wow, you have changed the trajectory of my family because a vocation, a job is actually a really important and defining feature of who you are. And when you change the trajectory of someone's family or one lady said, you saved my marriage because my husband is now not beat down at work all the time. He's working with a mission aligned employer. Um, And it doesn't mean that he's going into ministry, but he's focused on bringing a blessing to his employer because they agree on a lot of things. Right. And when you're in that situation, it changes every aspect of your life. And she said, you can't believe how much joy, how much more joy he has just in the rest of his life because he's not beat down at work all the time by an employer who just hated his worldview. So it has been an amazing adventure. Um, and that's what Red Balloon started as. It's just a job board for those who wanted freedom in the workplace. As we continued forward, my passion has always been how do you build companies that make money and are joyful and build people up to make them better people, not just um, employees? And so we have uh, launched the Freedom Academy, which maybe we'll talk about in a little bit, to help employers make more money by having a joyful, and healthy work environment where you don't have office politics, but you do have productivity and just a lot of fun. So lots of things going on at Red Balloon. That was probably a longer answer than you wanted, but thanks for asking.
0: No, absolutely. I love it. You know, I've been following you guys for a little bit and that was, it's actually a local employer. I should say not so much an employer because it's a family business, but a a local gentleman and his family own a Airbnb here with ten or twelve little cottages. They have. He was the one that turned me on to you guys, so I have listened to to some of the podcasts, and I did not know the part about you losing your job as CEO by the board. That just really shocks me. For one, and then on another hand, it doesn't shock me because that is really kind of what we're seeing in corporate America, where these organizations are virtue signaling at every step of the way. So. I guess in one way, it's not that surprising. So I want to ask about that. You don't have to go into a lot of detail, but one of your employees, one of your team members, Aaron Youngren interviewed you and you made a very interesting comment to him about the start of Red Balloon. You said, I did not find Red Balloon. Red Balloon found me. Is this kind of what you're talking about that you found yourself on on the wrong end of this woke culture and then all of a sudden you started to see that the market was there and it sort of just kind of pulled you out of where you currently were?
1: Yeah, yeah, big time. And yeah, the employer who, um, who so the company that I was running before, I had helped start it. So I was um, one of three employees that started the business and the company is going to do $100 million in revenue this year and many tens of millions of dollars of profit. So we had grown it to a huge organization with hundreds of employees all over the world. Based here in Moscow, Idaho. So, we've been very blessed to bring um, a lot of profit to our employers, to bless a lot of customers, to bless a lot of employees, and to really have an opportunity to think through what does culture look like. Um, But my board went so far as to say, look, Andrew, um, you are welcome to be a CEO who happens to be a Christian, but you are not allowed to be a Christian CEO. I took that as a huge compliment that they actually knew what a Christian CEO was and they thought of me as one, right? And how many people out there, Um, Would your boss, would your coworkers, would your family consider you a Christian engineer or a Christian architect or a Christian customer service person, right? Because if Christ died and is king of the world, it should affect every aspect of our life. And so my board realized that and they said, look, you're not allowed to be a Christian CEO, which made it very easy um, because of course, you know, when it's that clear, like, hey, would you like to deny that you are a Christian CEO? and not bring your whole self to work. Well, yeah, clearly I am not a good fit for this organization anymore. The reason that Red Balloon found me is because I really did start as a local job board. I already had a full-time job doing this housing development. I literally did not need another job. I was actually offered a lot of jobs after I left the last company. I said, no, I'm going to do my housing development. I'm not looking for something. Red Balloon blew up on me. And it was clear, I remember the conversation I had with my wife um, and she actually wrote an article in The Federalist about it. She says, I think God has redeployed you. Um, you had a company that you loved leading. You were successful in. Um, you had a lot of you know, financial success there. But God has clearly redeployed you. And it is your moment to stand up for all the people who are losing their jobs because of wokeness in the workplace and because of cancel culture. And I think it would be burying your talents in the ground to not run with this thing. So that's why I say Red Balloon found me. I didn't actually find red balloon.
0: I really appreciate you expounding on that. I love what your wife said. God is redeploying you. How do you argue with that? Right, exactly. My dad always says that freedom is not passed on through DNA, but rather it must be fought for and protected by every generation. That is why it is never too early to be involved in faith, politics, and commerce. I'm only 14 years old, and I'm already a kingdom patriot. You should be too. Join the fight for faith and freedom. Go to kingdompatriot.us today. So Andrew, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because obviously we're having this conversation today on The Grid, which is the podcast of the Kingdom Patriot Group. You also have a podcast as well, don't you?
1: I do, uh, called The Courageous Economy.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, basically it started because as I'm racing through Red Balloon and I'm starting this business, and I'm talking to people all over the country I'm starting to hear all these stories of courage. And when you get in the local media or the mainstream media or any of the media these days, they want all of the conservatives and Christians to believe that we're the only ones that think the way we do. And, and we're all idiots, right? And so I needed to figure out how do I get all of these stories out, these stories of people being brave and losing their job at Disney because they didn't, which that story's coming up. It's pulled uh, tight. It's coming. Or Nick, who lost his job at American Express for just living his values out loud, right? How do I get these stories out there? Because when you hear stories of other people being brave, it's a lot easier to be brave yourself. And so it really was kind of a moment where it's like, look, I've got all these great stories. I'm in all these conversations. You know, I talked to this one lady from Deloitte, um, and I love this story. And it's not in the podcast, but it kind of was inspiring to me to start the podcast. So she's sitting in a CRT training and she's being told about diversity and equity and inclusion and how she is evil because she is white. And she says, it's just demoralizing, right? They're putting you through this. So this lady at Deloitte. And at the end of this training, the the trainer gets up and says, you know what? I just wish all those unvaccinated people would go to an island and die together. And she says, like, everyone in the room's like, oh my word. Like they just said this. And they said this because they thought, well, of course, everyone agrees with me and I'm just pushing this worldview. And this lady that I was talking to was like, you know what, this is my moment. And so she raised her hand and she says, yeah, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And all of a sudden, the whole room was like, oh, my word, she said it. She had this bravery to actually say that out loud. But the cool part of the story is she said after about five seconds of just dead awkward silence, two other people in the room also raised their hand and said, you know what, I'm not going to get the vaccine either right? And so they were inspired by her courage. She ended up leaving Deloitte and finding a new job on redballoon.org. But she inspired them. She gave them courage because they realized that that they were not alone. Uh, One of the things we encouraged people to do in June was we had a coming out conservative in the month of June. We thought every conservative out there should just come out conservative. And it's not coming out shrill. It's not coming out and trying to jam your worldview down everybody else's throat. But it's just things like, hey, don't lie about your weekend. If you had a fantastic weekend and Sunday with your family at church, don't lie about that or don't lie about your exemptions or just say no thank you to the CRT training, right? And so this is this coming out conservative message, which we hit hundreds of thousands of people in June with. And we heard a lot of stories from people who said, you know what? I took the advice. It was hard. Like my pulse is up. I'm sweating a little bit. But I went ahead and took the advice and came out conservative in the month of June. And they said, here's what I just found out. Lots of conservatives are at our company. In fact, probably 70, 80% of the employees are conservative. Wow. And when I was an unapologetic conservative at my organization, I was a rallying cry for everyone else because suddenly we realized all the conservatives were just trying to keep their head down because conservatives are the largest ideological group in America, but we're the least likely to say anything. And if we can stand up, if we can not be afraid of who we are, this person wrote me and they said, we found out there were basically like three woke people running the whole organization and making the rest of us all feel bad all the time. And so just having one person have courage gives bravery to everybody else. I also heard some stories from people like, again, Disney, who they came out conservative and now they're no longer at Disney. But, but when you come out and you're conservative and you're courageous, you give courage to other people. So that's why we call it the courageous economy, because being a conservative these days requires courage. And when you have courage, you're giving courage to other people. So I wanted these stories out there. Um, and so that's why I did it.
0: I love it. You know, when you, when you say that too, when you're telling the story of the woman who was going through the DEI training, you know, this scripture continues to come to my mind. And it's, it's, it's when Jesus said, treat others more important than yourself. Place others' needs above your own. If we actually followed that instruction, then there would be no need anywhere on this planet for these conversations around DEI. Now I could pontificate on that for quite a while because I really don't yeah. think it's about actually treating people well. I think there's a far more sinister agendas behind that, But but I digress. One thing I noticed about the Courageous Economy, is it does differ a little bit. So for instance, like at the Kingdom Patriot Group here on the grid, we'll do, sometimes we'll do interviews like we're doing today. A lot of times we'll hit a political topic. Sometimes we'll hit a biblical topic or we'll hit a political topic and really analyze how does this affect faith, politics, and commerce. So we kind of have, I would say, a smorgasbord of different topics that, that we bring forth. But it appears on The Courageous Economy that it's really dominated by a lot of the interviews you're doing. Is that because you're trying to make sure that every chance you get that there's a platform for these stories?
1: Absolutely. I think that's the biggest part is we know that there are great stories of courage out there and you're never going to read about them in the mainstream media. And so if I can get those stories out even a little bit, even to hundreds or just thousands of people those people hear that they're not the only one who's fighting a similar battle in their organization. They can hear how someone else, maybe in a later chapter in the Book of Courage, um, has handled that. And um, hopefully, they're going to stand up because they know, okay, I'm not the only one. I can go do this. And I've heard that someone else did it. And it worked out really well. Right When I talked to the guy who happened to be at January 6th, he recorded some things with his phone, just made some videos. It cost him his job because His video got viewed by millions of people. And he said it really was really a dark moment in his life. And then on the other side of that, he's now happier than he's ever been because he's focused on standing up for patriots. And so he's fired up Texas lawyer or uh, the lady in Portland who opened her shop because she's like, my hair salon, we are going to go out of business if we don't open up. And the governor continues to shut down these businesses for COVID. And it's clearly just not... A medical emergency, it's a political emergency. And I just have to open up. And she went through an enormous amount of heartache, and Antifa was threatening her. And she goes through all these things. She had to move. She lost her business. She lost her house. And she says she's never been more joyful than she is now. Because when you stand up and do the right thing, when you have courage, it is so good for your soul. And so I need people to hear those stories. Look, it's not all kittens and roses to be courageous but it is the right thing to do. And when you do it, it is deeply, deeply satisfying and so good for your
0: soul. That is a fantastic story. And man, I appreciate you inspiring and encouraging people to do that. You're listening to The Grid, a podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group. You can find us on the web at kingdompatriot.us. Join us in the fight for faith and freedom Mondays on your favorite podcast platform. So Andrew, I'm going to shift gears one more time. And I've been hearing a little bit about this quote unquote Freedom Academy. What in the world is that? Can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, Um, well, this was kind of this moment when we had thousands of employers on Red Balloon and we had a lot of them reach out to me. I remember I had one CEO reach out and say, look, I am a CEO, but I've never been a CEO before. This is my first gig. And I want to be a Christian CEO, right? I heard your story. I don't want my board or my investors to think, Oh, he's just a CEO who happens to be, you know, has an activity on Sunday morning, but otherwise he's just like every other CEO. I want to be a Christian CEO or I want to be a patriot or a conservative CEO or manager or business owner. I want to have the tools necessary to um, lead my team in that way. That's the first thing. The second thing that was really interesting is if you go on Google today and you do a Google search for an HR manual or Um, uh, an offer letter or anything related to HR, you're going to get just horrific woke um, documents and advice. There's just not anything good out there to help you think about how do I build a great business that is full of joy, that is a blessing to my employees, that makes them better and really creates uh, economic prosperity, not only for myself, but for my employees. And so that's really what we're trying to accomplish. We want Um, Conservative and Christian employers and owners of businesses to make a lot of money because they're doing the right thing, right? When you um, have great culture, Peter Drucker says that culture eats strategy for breakfast, and we want conservatives to eat more breakfast, as it were. So we want to be in a position where we are giving the tools and the resources necessary for conservative businesses to know how to lead their people well, to have the right HR documentation so they're not exposed to a big lawsuit and to be positioned to just make more money in the marketplace. Because when you have a joyful, hardworking environment where there's no office politics, you will be more successful as a business, I guarantee it. And so the Freedom Academy is a whole bunch of resources and tools and systems that you're not going to find anywhere else that's going to allow you to run your business better. Um, It's everything from videos talking about how to build culture, how to build a mission statement to a hiring system so how do you go through an interview process? And we've brought in experts. A friend of mine was a bar raiser at Amazon. He did over 1,200 interviews at Amazon. And so he takes you through what's the right way to do an interview. So you don't end up with a woke employee, but you end up with an employee who's going to be a blessing to your organization. We have Laura, the labor lawyer. She is a 20-year veteran of labor law in California, of all places. Uh, she moved up here to Idaho. And so she's built guides, on, okay, so my employee just got arrested. Am I allowed to fire them? And that seems like an an easy question, but it's actually not. So she just goes into, what are you allowed to do there? Not from a woke worldview, but from a Christian worldview. If you talk to any woke uh, labor law lawyers and they say, look, when you're firing someone, just say, you're gone. Um, I'm not going to tell you why because they don't want to open up for a lawsuit, but that's not kind to people, right? We want to be building up people. Your employees have eternal souls. And you have an opportunity as a boss to bless them in a way that sometimes a pastor is not even able to, you know, I look at over the years, I had one employee who just had an anger problem. And so I went and sat down with him and I said, look, your anger problem is simply not acceptable in my workplace. And so if um, this is a one strike, you're out, you need to tell me which pastor you're going to go to, to get advice on how to deal with this anger in your life. And so he did. And what's cool about this is a couple months later, his wife grabs me and says, you know what? Our marriage is better than it has ever been. Because the funny thing is sin doesn't usually stay confined in just the work environment, tends to slop into all kinds of other things. And if someone's lazy at work, they're probably lazy at home. And if they have anger at work, they probably have an anger problem at home. And so just thinking through how do we deeply bless and change the lives of employees so that they're better off. And when you do this, you do make more money in the marketplace. And so that's what we're trying to do with Freedom Academy is give these tools and resources and systems that you won't find anywhere else to employers who want to be successful and have a joyful work environment.
0: So that's fantastic. And you already named a couple of those resources. Is this just a concept or is it ready to deploy?
1: It is ready to deploy. We have, um, I think, 70 employers who are using this system today. Look, I do have to keep the lights on. So we do charge for something, but it's $200 a month to get access to the Freedom Academy. And it basically allows you to have videos that you can put your employees in front of and have them understand the connection between authority and responsibility, right? If you want to go out and have all the authority and the job title and all the things where you're the boss, well, it starts by you taking responsibility in the little things. And when your employees understand that, when they understand how to think like an owner, Then suddenly you're going to find employees who are more productive, who are doing the right thing and are focused on bringing value to your organization. So yes, Freedom Academy is ready to go. $200 a month. You get access. You also get job postings on Red Balloon. So you can hire the best patriots. You can train and develop the best patriots. And you can have a winning, joyful, happy work environment. Win, win, win.
0: I love it. Sandcastles Cottages is a family-owned property featuring nine cozy cottages just one mile from beach access to beautiful Lake Michigan. Nestled in Michigan's Great Southwest, this is the perfect short-term or long-term retreat to rejuvenate and recharge. Your Airbnb accommodations are hosted by a family who loves both God and country. They are the epitome of American small business. Check them out today at sandcastlescottages.com or call 269-769-8288 to book your stay. Again, that's SandCastlesCottages.com or 269-769-8288. When you call, mention that you're a Kingdom Patriot. So, Andrew, we've talked about your story, how Red Balloon got started, your podcast with the Courageous Economy, love the idea of what you're doing with the Freedom Academy. Now, how about just share a little bit of your heart? If there was something else to share, last thoughts, what would you say?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Look, We only have so many years until we're dead, right? And I know that sounds morbid, but the reality is um, we need to be using our life and our energy and our skills and our talents to bless as many people as possible. And so if you're listening to this, I would encourage you to do something today. Do something to bless someone else. When you're courageous in your work, when you're courageous in your community, when you're courageous in your family, you are blessing other people. And so don't be fearful. Be courageous. What does that look like? Um, as I mentioned before, don't lie about your weekend at work. Say no thank you to the CRT or the DEI training at work. You're allowed to do that and say, look, that goes against my religious beliefs, and I'm just not willing to come to that training. When you do that, it is hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It is hard to do that. But God will bless your efforts when you are courageous, and especially when you're trying to be courageous for other people. And so that is the moment that we're all in right now. We're in this time in history in America and the world where people who want to be actually remembered, people who, you know, you think of all those great books you've read, um, the Lord of the Rings, right? The hobbits that stayed in the Shire, um, nobody even knows who they are, but everybody knows Bilbo because he was willing to go to Mordor. And so most of us are not called to go to Mordor and that's okay, but you need to be courageous where you are. Chop the wood that's in front of you, do something great, stand up for someone else and go tell someone about redballoon.work. If it's an employer or a job seeker, we need more and more people to know that there are options out there so that if they are courageous at work and it costs them their job, RedBalloon.Work has their back. So go spread the word, go do something courageous, and have a wonderful day.
0: That's fantastic, Andrew. And of course, you would quote Lord of the Rings because uh, um, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, so that just makes me smile on the other end of this, this podcast. It also reminds me of there's a congressional candidate here from our area in southwest Michigan and in uh, Berrien County. And uh, she's a local physician, uh, just an on fire believer. And she ran for Congress and we did a couple interviews with her. And she asked sort of that age old question or really questions, which was, if not you, who and if not now, when? And she she asked the same thing is when are you going to do something? When are you going to stand up? When are you going to respond to a call to action? Or are you just going to sit on the sidelines and be an observer and not a participator?
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Let's go get her done. Do something great for someone else and you're going to have a better day.
0: That is awesome. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Andrew Krappichetz from Red Balloon. Go to his website at redballoon.org. Until next time. And thanks again to our sponsor, Sandcastles Cottages. Visit sandcastlescottages.com or call 269-769-8288 to book your stay for short-term or long-term retreats. Also, don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated, your input is valued, your voice is needed.